Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. Tonight we're going to continue our discussion that we started last week on what is your soul's purpose. We're going to talk more about soul lessons. And what is your life's lesson. Yeah, and that's a very important thing. Human beings don't think like that. Although uh, the life's lesson just keeps repeating itself. Well, you're not getting the life's lesson. just keeps repeating itself. But no one, well, some of us, to see the bigger pattern, to see that this keeps repeating, why does this keep repeating? It's because we're not catching on. This is very simple. So the idea is to catch on to it. You can always tell a life's lesson presenting itself and you not getting it because you discuss it <clears throat> by opening with, I knew it. <laughs> see what I'm saying there? Mm -hmm. Yes. Does anyone else see what I'm saying? Yes? Good. Okay. So to listen to you, to some time ago in meditation, um, fell into um, noticing what I was calling life's traumas and how uh, all of a sudden I had a much bigger picture where uh, the traumas became apparent to me as interrelated, linked together, and bridging years and years and years in life. And so then it is possible to catch on to, um, you know, what your life's lesson is and that is presenting itself that way. Yeah, one thing I'd like to say before we even get too much further into it is I hear a lot of people seeing the word lesson as being something terrible, like, oh, a lesson. Uh, like a punishment or whatever, but I look at the word lesson as a gift, really. Yes. Because we're here to gain a gift of an experience or a wisdom mm -hmm. at the end of it. And also, like you were saying, our life's lesson, and, and there are actually many lessons that we came here to learn, nuances, but overall, like we were saying last week, when you take people into past lives and stuff, you have often uh, inquired about what their life lesson is, and people know that immediately, just like their, their sole purpose, um, yeah. that kind of thing, and they're kind of in tandem with each other. But it, it is really something that's a larger picture, mm -hmm. like uh, in, in a other uh, shows where we talk about past lives, I talk about different lives being words in a sentence. So let's say this life was cat, and if you look at next life, it's ran, um, all of a sudden this, the cat ran, it starts turning into a moving picture. So if we put our, our life's lessons together from multiple lifetimes, it animates and becomes a sentence, and we start seeing these fractaling out larger and larger lessons that these things fit in. And it's not an elementary lesson. It's, it's a simple lesson, but it's something that plays out, like you're saying, in every experience we have, every event, every relationship. And once you get a handle on that, you can become a conscious participant with your soul lesson. And then and it starts becoming incredible. And you can actually um, learn Learn is, um, learn and lesson are kind of kindred words. Either one of them are used to beat a child. Haven't you learned that yet? And I, I understand the negative connotation of the lesson. What I'm talking about is the part of us that we came here to rediscover because there, there is only remembering. There isn't any learning. There isn't, you know, those words are bogus words. Uh, there is only remembering. So technically this would be remembering your life's lesson. In other words, getting it. 
So I want to thank you for helping me, as you pointed out in particular, that I have the life lesson uh, to not push love away from me, which I, I've gone back through the traumas, I've gone back through the, uh, where I got it from, which was not this life. And uh, it puts me in an interesting position, but to not push love away is what I came here to catch on to, one of the things, but a major player in that. Um, well, you're welcome. I'm glad yeah. you uh, have assisted in any way. Theater, yeah, m main part of the um, uh, karmic situation that I landed myself in, which is really good. And let me say to our audience, if you'd like to participate in this show, um, you could simply call in and talk about anything, and it will lead to uh, life, your life's lesson. You could talk about a dream. You could talk about what happened at work. You could really talk about anything. And uh, because we, the human race, have been so perfectly distracted by um, the fiction of money, uh, the um, what's going on on the planet, the, 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 <clears throat> television's main purpose, not this show, of course, is to distract you as long as you are distracted. Uh, if you are entertained by, you know, the, whatever your favorite program is, it's if you notice your mind switches off during the program, not this one, during this one your mind switches on. But whatever in particular, I just watched uh, Sirens, which was ridiculously funny, and so I was distracted for it, and it was okay because it was a a break from, I didn't want to, you know, I just wanted time off from, and so then it's perfect. But it, it easily lends itself to addiction. And um, addiction is another one of these totally bogus words. Deepak Chopra explained that we human beings are pleasure seekers, and so quite naturally we seek pleasure. All right, good. Now, if someone makes you guilty for seeking pleasure, then you become addicted, you become an addict. You, you must have whatever that is, and, and it owns you instead of you owning it. It was very profound of Deepak Chopra. Yeah, guilt plus so pleasure equals addiction. Yeah. I, I think that's such an interesting formula. Yeah, absolutely. And that is the method by which you can escape addiction, by the way. You don't have to be guilty. Guilty is a very bogus way to think, anyhow. It, uh, transmutation of guilt is freedom. It really does work that way. That's uh, further along. So if you wish, call in, you know, just, uh, or if you think, um, let me not do that in any other way than to address you, um, that your life's lesson is apparent to you, please call in and we well, can talk about it that way. Well, also, just whatever pops into your mind. Like, yeah, what, yeah. what is a recurring theme? What is a recurring thing that exists within every relationship with other people, with jobs, with your life's work? with your spirituality, like what is mm -hmm. the lesson? Is it being heard? Is it being seen? Is it to not care about that anymore? A couple shows back where we talked about validation and I was saying that the source or cause of uh, what, what we think of as happiness and what we pursue relentlessly is validation, external validation. And then if you uh, drill down into that, 
why are you looking for external validation is because ultimately we're looking for our own validation. And it's a distraction. It's something that takes us away from living our life and really absorbing things. And we become focused on things out there like shiny objects. Uh, that's a validation point. Are you my mother? Are you my mother? Will you help me love myself? But when we can really transcend our own self-validation to where we require no validation, not even from ourselves, we're truly free. So. Let's say that that's your life lesson, or perhaps your life lesson is to learn that, um, that happiness is free, or maybe your life lesson is um, learning how to not give your power away to other people or to not take other people's power. Yeah. What, what pops into your mind when we talk about that? What's the first thing? Because as you were saying, it's not something that you learn, it is something that you remember, and everything rememberable is right there at your fingertips. So please do call in, and the number is up frequently, and it's 571-749-1166. And if you are listening to this on a podcast, you can always uh, email or go to the website and send a message and let us know what your life lesson is. Um, it's usually something simple. It's not, and simple I mean uh, it's still very rich as and full. It's just not complicated yeah. because just like a tree, the trunk is one and it's very simple in form, but as it gets out into the branches, it gets very complex, but the main tree is still very simple. Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, the, the closer you're gonna get to source, the simpler it's gonna be. Always, yeah. In fact, the word complex means I don't get it. I don't understand. It, it means it's kind of an end result, not, not the origin. Yeah, rather than. So for years we've taught also that there's a grand total of one authority figure on this planet. And who is that? You can do it. Who is it? You are the one that tells you everything that you do. You are the only authority figure there is. Now to absolutely understand anything like that puts you light years ahead of everyone around you, let me tell you. Hi caller, what's your name please? Hi, my name is April. April, what can we do for you? Well, I'm calling, you're speaking the show about reoccurring patterns in your life. Um, I have something very interesting that has recently started occurring in my life. I am 36 year old female. Uh, I just recently, uh, Easter of 2014, started having seizures. Mm. Uh, they occur only at night. And the pattern that I've recorded is they're kind of near my menstrual cycle. And uh, I was just wondering if you had any, any feedback on that. You know, I'm looking outside of the medical realm because they just want to put me in the box of yeah. Uh, yeah. epileptic and put me on medicine. And what? the medicine caused me to have a very severe reaction called Steven Johnson syndrome. And it's put me out of work. Mm. I can't drive. Mm -hmm. um, I'm scarred from head to toe uh, on the outside and the inside. And I was just wondering if maybe you had some feedback well, on that. You know, um, I'm, so, I'm sorry that you're, you're going through that and everything, but let me ask you a couple questions. Prior to this, did you change like where you're sleeping at all? Um, Prior to that, uh, I would say not, uh, no, I wouldn't, no, I don't think so. Okay. 
Um, the reason I, I would say first and foremost, you know, to, to look at uh, things that would affect brain uh, patterns, brain um, occurrence moving through the brain, because we really are electromagnetic devices. You know, we, we have an electro, uh, a sending out energy and a pulling back energy. And something I've noticed uh, with people in the past that uh, one case in particular, this young man started having all these problems, and so I did a pendulum around uh, on a diagram of his house, and I, I felt like a big charge around his head where he sleeps, and come to find out he had changed rooms and position of his bed, and it was on the other side of the wall of the uh, electrical panel box. And, it, and he moved it, and he started doing better. So I, I sometimes like to look in that area just to make sure there wasn't something because you had never had this prior to that right no prior to that i've never had it okay and and you said that was around easter yes it was around easter it was actually easter day uh 2014. okay now the is easter significant to you at all like was there ever anything that occurred around that time of year for you in in your past in my past, uh, my birthday occasionally falls around the Easter holiday, and it would be a time that my family would get together, and we would celebrate not only my birthday, but Easter. The cousins would get together, you know, but it doesn't happen every year. Uh, it's April 12th. Okay. And so um, I would say that was the most significant okay. reoccurring event. And everything is still going well with your family, and you still get together and everything? Oh, goodness. Uh, since my grandmother has passed away, uh, not really, no. And that's been about six years ago. Okay, so it, that didn't really time with that so much. Um, I would really look, and, and you know, I know uh, it may not be comfortable to answer all these questions in this format, but, you know, if we were working uh, alone together, I probably would pursue that a little more. Like, was there something, an, an event that... that um, that came up maybe to remind you of just your grandmother's passing and how things may have dissipated or something going on at work that made you feel particularly alone that may have triggered something to do with that. And if, if we think about it, yeah, I mean, there, there are many forces that may bring this, but there's usually clues in your life around it. And so if this is a life lesson of yours, it may look like your life lesson is living with, with um, um, epilepsy or whatever, but what if your life lesson is to overcome an emotional thing that had happened in your past, and that would include helping out with the epilepsy? You see what I mean? Oh, absolutely, Mary. I, I honestly feel my heart and my my soul says to me that it's so much more than uh, epilepsy. It's something emotionally tied to possibly my past or mm -hmm. the situation yeah, that I'm currently in in my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really, <clears throat> excuse me, I really do feel that and I, I feel that there could, uh, you know, not, not to just like uh, reveal everything, but I, I, I am seeing a, a uh, past life that may have a bearing on why it's manifesting as epilepsy per se or whatever. But I really think if, if, if we were to like drill down into uh, just the progression of Easter and that, that time of year, because it's amazing and astounding to me. It's one of, uh, something I look for when people are having issues. Uh, I work with people all the time 
And so I've had many thousands of uh, exi you know cases where I've gotten experience and just oh, a body yeah. of evidence and stuff. And often it could even be a time of year that may trigger something from another time of year. I mean, even in my own life, I remember there was a certain time of year I'd always get depressed and I didn't even put the pieces together for many years. And then one year I thought, oh, here we go again. I always get depressed at this time of year. And that was my moment of becoming lucid. And mm -hmm. I looked into my history and I thought, oh, that's why. And then from then on, it never happened again. So. Well, I've seen you help so many people with uh, such unusual circumstance. I'd highly suggest that uh, yeah uh, email me and, yeah. and maybe even if we just Give talk for address. a few minutes on the phone or something yeah. um, telepathic TV at yahoo.com yeah. but we'll still um, you know maybe you have some thoughts about I that have, too. I uh, have any number of thoughts about it if it's electromagnetic disturbance that's sourcing not in this life which so far the discussion has um, indicated then um, uh, since we are all moving in this uh, grandness towards our greater selves, and since the um, alignments, uh, and it was the word progression that opened this in my brain, uh, the sun has uh, done quite a bit of uh, output of um, uh, electronic fields that we're simply not used to. and. Sunspots. Sunspots. Flares. But, yeah, but the frequency. Uh -huh. And especially since our sun lined up with the galactic center, that's amplified things. And it's, in a way, sped up time for us. Whereas this particular individual, this may have been spread over the lifetime and not so noticeable. It may have been only once a year or once every few years, and you would have never put it together as a pattern. And so in this speeded up time, it's become associated with menses, and um, so that leads to a whole bunch of clues right there. And I saw past life also. So um, the idea would be, oh, and another thing, no, pardon me for oh, that, no, but no, I did. No, 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 so I, I don't know what you mean, but continue. The past life. I'm just, okay. yeah, that's fine. There's My next wrong. point <laughs> was so that crystals, which are, have been sent to us to assist us, I mean, they follow us around all the time. I don't know. Do you own any crystals, by the way? I do. Okay. I own a very special crystal. It's not as grand as yours that you have every uh. show, but I do have one that I carry <laughs> on my person. There you go. Every day. Okay. Yes. So talk to the crystal and ask it to assist you to reveal this to you, if that makes sense. And you might, if you are in a position to get another a crystal that remains stable someplace in your house, maybe near the bed. We, uh, years and years ago, we were um, distributing uh, sets of crystals to um, uh, ensure dream time and to yeah. amplify a bunch of things. Well, it, along those lines, amethyst is really good because I did the amethyst dream uh, yeah. grid kit, mm -hmm. and it really does help you sleep to hold amethyst, and, and it calms brain waves uh, patterns. So. Yeah. You may want to do amethyst in your bedroom. That's that's a very good yes, idea. Get a big and cathedral and sleep with your head in it. No, yeah. don't do that because <laughs> that'll keep you awake. I got a big cathedral and it, it and until I entrained to it, it, it kept me awake rather than helped me sleep. But that helped me sleep. But yeah. if you get but once you're entrained to it, it's fine. But um, you know, holding a sphere or something like that. But also. Um, 
you know, if you want to email me just a real crude diagram of your bedroom, I could see what's there too. Have you have you changed the position of your bed since this began? Well, honestly, Mary, I have three small children, so I do have a bedroom that that's my own, but I quite often bed hop, um, depending on who's having what bad dream or who needs you know, my attention more mm-hmm. one night than another. Okay. And so it, it quite often happens in different settings. Interesting. Okay. And and my last series of seizures, which caught me off guard because I thought that I was on the uphill of it, um, I'd gone almost four weeks without a seizure, and mm. I had gone to have a sleep study uh, for sleep apnea, uh, and I had a series of seizures that night, grand mal seizures, which are, you know, the yeah. tip of the scale seizures completely wipe you out. I had three in a row and, and you know, with that being said, I wasn't in my environment at all and I had gone weeks without and, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure. Yeah, no, I, I get that and, and it may not, um it wouldn't be like something that would be every time, but could be just something that may contribute to the condition in general. But if you feel up to it, you know, if, the, if you feel guided to, email. And Neville and I will talk, to, talk about this too after the show and see what else we get and, and, and all that. Because we, you know, uh, it would be good to assist in whatever way we can because I know that can turn your life upside down. And I would, I would uh, leave you with these a couple questions you can ask yourself is what is having this condition preventing you from doing in your life? Um, and that may not be anything you can answer on the spot like this, but if you can, that's it's good. It's a big tell. And then if, this, if this, uh, there was an upside to this, what would that be? Um, so hmm. what is it preventing you from doing? And yeah. if there were an upside, what um, would it be? Uh, and maybe, you know, once you ponder that for a bit and answer those questions, that could lead us, you know, to causes there. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, how old is the youngest child? Uh, the youngest child is four. Okay, okay, so that's long past that. All right, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like uh, there, there's, it's like a Polaroid. Mm-hmm. That's why. <laughs> well, thank you for that, and I look forward to hearing from you. Yes, and look for my email. It'll be from April. Okay. And, uh, I'll ponder the questions that you've presented and include that in the email as well, okay? Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, well, thank excellent. you for calling. Yeah. That's no, really... No problem, and yeah. thank you so much for your help. Oh, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. help that will be coming Bye-bye. also. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, by the way, a lovely phone call. We truly appreciate uh, that you... Uh, did that, I realized the amount of uh, chutzpah it took to uh, do such a thing. So mm-hmm. we um, admire you for this. Mm-hmm. And it really I is a form of we... love. Yeah. Nope, not yet. And, okay, so the life's lesson is, now every, every time I've ever said I knew it, it's because I didn't act on an intuition. Mm-hmm. So I would say that we as humanity, if we're going to sum us up in that broader scope, uh, is to listen to our intuition. That is a life's lesson, to listen to it. And we can talk a lot about that, but let us take our next caller. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Kurt. Kurt, what can we do for you? Hey. 
Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. good. How are you? Good. Good. Sorry, I can't be with you this week. Ah, all right. Well, it's good to hear your voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, say, I was listening to the last caller, and mm -hmm. I found that really intriguing call. And uh, I'm wondering if you could expand a little bit on your talk about crystals and sleeping. I know that um, we often we find ourselves because we don't live in a in a natural world. We sort of live in a manufactured world as it is nowadays. Oh God, um, yeah. We're surrounded by electrical currents, by uh, electromagnetic waves that are created from uh, microwave, cell phone technology, so on and so forth. And I'm wondering if you could uh, expand a little bit on uh, how we can use crystals to maybe sort of mitigate some of that and, and, and you know, help our health conditions, help our sleep, that kind of thing. Yes. I'll pick your, uh, I'll pick your answer off the line. Okay, well, thanks, Kurt. Yeah. Uh, thanks for bringing, bringing that up so we could uh, speak a little more on it because uh, Neville and I do uh, quite a series of uh, crystal workshops. And truth is exactly what you said. We are used to sleeping in a natural environment where quartz vibrates 32,000 hertz. It's a, a very steady oscillation. That's what's used in watches and computers. And we are used to being around that energy. It's the energy of the earth. And, and rarely are we in a position where we can access that anymore. And that's very vital for brain waves. As a matter of fact, the earth itself vibrates at uh, 7.83 hertz, which is the same as our brain waves. And so by standing on the earth, we actually synchronize our brain waves. And when we're sleeping on concrete, that doesn't always come up through that. And often houses are built on slab or something like that. Okay. Yes. Well, over my years of exploration, I've compiled a pretty extensive list of crystals and I went through all the different uh, books about what each one means and I compiled a list of common things. and. Uh, a lot of the stuff out there is people's intuitive interpretation of things, but I have some real basic information that I distribute in the class. But in my research, I found um, amethyst, like I was saying earlier, is an excellent one to have in your bedroom. I, I did up uh, dreaming grid kits where you place the crystals on four, the corners of your bed pointing in and, and you give it a command to put your dream space in a, in a different place, as well as I slept with a amethyst sphere or a big chunk of amethyst by my bed. And if I found I woke up in the middle of the night and couldn't sleep, I would pick it up and hold it. And very naturally, within five minutes, I drifted off to sleep. And so I, I have always recommended that for the last 15 years, I've recommended that to people. And I've heard hundreds, maybe thousands of stories where people found that that is true. And Neville and I noticed that if our grid gets bumped out of place, like we'll, we'll have a few nights where we're not sleeping the same and we lift the bed up and realize that the, the crystal is bumped. And maybe that's uh, something we can do soon as a, a show on doing some basic primary gridding. We'll, we'll show people to. how to do it yeah. and show them the ceremony and the procedure for these. May as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. But Neville and I have tons of crystals around us all the time. Yeah, and it is to um, um, crystals are rather beautifully neutral in a way. They have, um, if we talk about it the least bit, uh, a crystal a piece of quartz happens to have exactly the same chemistry in exactly the same proportions as your anatomical brain. They're the same thing, only that's a crystal. 
Now, the crystal in and of itself isn't, you know, uh, watching stock reports and betting horses and, you know, it's just sitting there being. It's kind of like in a profound meditation. Uh, now, if I say crystal, uh, would you assist me to catch on to uh, what my life's lesson is? And thank you, Crystal, and I love you for doing that. And then um, uh, whenever that is at some point after I've put it down, and uh, then I might just pick it up again and, oh, there's, yeah, my life's lesson is. Crystals are really here to assist us, and nobody has any real um, concept of the potential that they have. Uh, some Buddhist in whatever century that was was saying that uh, crystalline form is an incarnate master. That was me. Oh, I thought it was from... Okay. No, it was me. Go ahead and tell the story. Okay. Um, uh, well, it just that uh, I had known this guy that bought a crystal ball. This was back in the early 80s. Yeah. And uh, he handed it to me, and I went immediately into this vision. And it was one of my very first visions that was like a movie. And I, I literally fell against the couch. And I saw this master, like, uh, I don't know, in a monastery-type setting. And he had a young apprentice-protege-type uh, arrangement. And I realized in another life that this crystal had been his master teacher. And the guy paid $250 for that crystal ball. And back in the 80s, that was a huge sum of money to pay for it. But he felt so compelled. Mm -hmm. And then years later, I ran into him again. And it was just a, a really wild story that I won't, I won't uh, relay the whole thing. But what the, the master told me when I was in this vision is he said that we vibrate higher and higher and higher. And, and if you think of what physical death is, is that you vibrate faster than your body. And so it appears that you leave your body. Well, as a, a beingness, when we vibrate more and more, that crystals are vibrating so fast that they appear to no longer move, just like if you were to look at wheels. And that crystals, not every crystal has that same caliber of consciousness or that same type of consciousness, not caliber as good or bad, but occasionally several, one or more, will come into your life and you just know that that is a teacher of yours, that it is a vibration that is vibrating so quickly it appears to be solid and doesn't move. And you'll know it and it'll end up in your hand and you won't be able to let go of it and you can't even set it on the counter long enough for the person to ring it up. And you will, they, that will come into your life and it will call others. Yeah, uh, crystals are uh, here to be tools for us mm -hmm. in that sense. They come, they love us. Uh, it is up to us to um, take the opportunity to accept their assistance. That really is the story on crystals. And there are so many, and they have so many separate applications. Uh, and as he said, uh, we, we do a full two, week, two weekends uh, to get that much information across. And specialized gridding techniques and all kinds of uses yeah. for the and, and stuff. Yeah. So okay. we have our next caller. Hi, what's your name, please? Kelly. Kelly, Hi, Kelly. all right. What can we do for you? Hi. Um, first of all, I'm here with two friends, and we are a huge fan of yours, Neville. And of course, oh. you too, Mary. Thank but, you. But, you know, we, we've been talking because we think we may have known each other in a past life. Guaranteed. And um, just it's just recently, I had a dream that we were all like in the I think 1800s. We were like dressed in Victorian clothing, 
And it's just strange because we haven't really known each other, I guess, in this life that long, only probably, you know, six months or so. And oh, I was yeah. wondering, do you think it's possible that, you know... No, it is absolute. Just accept it and then go on from there. What happened in the dream? Oh, well, I don't know. We're all just kind of doing, going, like walking along like a dirt road or going mm -hmm. to a little shop and just kind of being together and talking to other people. And I don't know. I think, I, I can't remember if we're married or single or, or what. Were the three of you family um, members? No, we're just we're not we're not family members in the dream. No. Okay. Well, that's a. That, I don't think so. That's a sure sign to me that that it really is a past life. If you dream about something that is not related to physical reality, like it's not your workplace or your childhood home, it's something very distinctly different. And when you're in a different era like that, it's very distinctly different. That is a past life, I know, because I've had dreams like that where I'm in the 1800s, I'm in the 1700s or something, and so chances are very good that that, that you guys are uh, connected in no that way. No chance. It's the truth. But one thing I think was odd is that, like, in that dream, I always seemed very calm when I had it, and, like, I <laughs> seem to have huge anxiety problems now. And, oh, that's you know, the lesson. And I was wondering what, my, where, what to do about my anxiety. Calm down. That's not no, well, that <laughs> anxiety. Uh, worry when it, w worry rearranged becomes um, a decision. Uh, what is it? Um, uh, this anticipation of what can go wrong is uh, a distraction. Remember, in the earlier part of the show, I was talking about how distracted we are. We're all distracted by what can possibly go wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's not interesting what can go wrong. Uh, I, I never consider what can go wrong because why would I? Because the universe does whatever you tell it to. When you tell the universe... Right, but like, see, I'm not taking the metro anymore because of the recent metro accident. I don't like to be on it anymore. So I'm taking an hour and a half, you know, to go to work now compared to... 45 minutes because I have a lot of anxiety well, about getting on the train. Well, that's something tapping could help with, yes, like in, in a half an hour, and you could get over that. I mean, I've worked with all kinds of phobic type things like that. I'm mm -hmm. going to be doing just an afternoon um, EFT for anxiety. Um, you might want to check our calendar when that comes up because it really works. It, it just really works. And I'm doing one on decluttering this weekend, but yeah. but those kinds of things can easily be and taken care of, uh, and it doesn't require months of uh, uh, therapies yeah. or, mm -hmm. or whatever. But at any rate, I just wanted to put that in there because a lot of people don't know that liberation is right at hand yeah, from that you've kind of done, thing. I've seen you do miraculous things with a well, countable number it, of people. It's just a, it's a, it's a combination of what I do and techniques and uh, stuff that. Combined together, it really does work. Yeah, but now, we no, that, I'm going to check that out because I really need to be free from free from that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, yeah. yeah I'm that's an easy that's why one. I'm re reunited with my friends because they're very supportive from you know the previous life, and that's why they're in this life. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. I Excellent. would I would uh, wager that that's exactly why. Yeah, and uh, and so it, rather than finding a safe place like the haven of the the friends, I think. This time when you're together, the friends are there to support you and, and you them uh, to, to get to the place where you've mastered the um, anxiety. Even though it looks like it's just the metro thing, 
it, it's a it's a larger thing you're mastering from multiple lifetimes. So yeah, perfect, perfect example time. of life lesson. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do this that. is the life yeah. that you really gain power over it. This is yeah, the time. This, this is the now. Life in particular is unusual. This the um, it's the end of a cycle, and mm -hmm. so we have to uh, discard hundreds of thousands of behavior patterns that do not serve us well. What no one seems to understand is that this is a decision. I put a thing up on Facebook about quitting sugar, and people talked about how difficult it is to quit sugar, and I, I don't think I ever wrote back because I just lost interest seriously. <laughs> uh, because it's a decision you make. If you make the decision that it's difficult, then that's what happens. If you make the decision, it's just a decision, and I don't have to think about it. I would say that when I quit sugar, I was in the habit of Dove bars, and mm -hmm. I decided to quit. And um, uh, I was back in the store, and I, I pushed the cart back, the Dove bars, and the Dove bars are in there going, me, 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 me. And <laughs> I ignore it. I just go on. The second day, there's like one Dove bar looking up, and, the, and I just never had another thought of them. And saying Dove bar, Dove bar, Dove bar, Dove bar, nothing. So what? Not interesting. Well, I, I know that it's poison, and I, go ahead. No, I, I, I just am saying I did respond to that. I guess you didn't read my, my yeah, comment. I, but um, a lot of people don't know, I, I did a 10-week, a thing on um, healing from the inside out, mm -hmm. healing the cause of uh, weight gain. Not a it's not a diet thing. It's really looking at your weight and um, it, it's looking at your relationship with food and need and all that. Okay. At any rate, um, one of the things that we don't recognize when we're addicted to sugar is that we have all kinds of bacteria in our stomach and that bacteria sends signals to the brain to create the environment that supports its life force. And when you have an overgrowth of candida and other bacteria that rely on sugar, it causes anxiety in your body because it thrives in an acidic environment. And so when you get certain probiotics, which I have put on my Facebook page for those to look for, and Trader Joe's has them in it, they have been known to make you very calm, less anxious, and various things because they thrive in a more alkaline environment. So if you can look at the physical level and address the causes and the things on the physical level, you look at the mental level, and then most importantly, I know I shouldn't say most, but um, emotional things, your emotional state of mind is the thing that drives everything underneath. So if you can get down to that core stuff, you know, and then after that, yeah, you don't want sugar. And after you're off sugar for three to five days, those bacteria that rely on it usually die off, and that's why it, it's even easier to say no to it. Yeah. In this lifetime, I have, um, I believe I'm through with it, but who knows? Yeah, there's more to it, but that's okay. I believe I came here to give up addictions because um, from really my earliest years, I was looking to get high. And I'll admit it and I'll own it and it's okay. And it just came to an end. Now, I'm going to talk about cigarettes just to understand this. It came to an end a long time ago. It sounds like you're saying it just now came to an end. <laughs> All right, cigarettes. I quit smoking cigarettes five times in this lifetime. Okay. The last time I quit, I went to the grocery store. I consciously did not buy cigarettes. I went home and about, um, oh, after dinner, I had this overwhelming desire 
to smoke a cigarette. And so I said, all right, how much do I have to suffer this time to quit cigarettes? And uh, an angelic said to me, you're going to have to make your own decisions. I'm not going to make that decision for you. You tell me how much you suffer. And I said, fine, I don't suffer at all. And that's 20 years, and I haven't had a thought. And I, it, 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 just, it just quit because I decided to quit. And I didn't, see, every time you think about whatever you're quitting, you're back in the addiction. I decided to stop thinking about it. And therein lies a great tell. So uh, once you can um, decide that you're master of these things, and you really do have to make that decision at some point in some incarnation, that you're in charge of what goes on here. Because whether or not you know it, you're in charge of what goes on here. Most people don't know this. You, you decide everything that happens in your life. And everything that happens in your life, regardless of what it looks like to you, turns out to be completely on your side. It is really the way this whole thing works. The universe loves you. We have been, um, we've had that um, taken away from us from, in just every possible way. And it's a lie. The universe loves us. And it came here to, we came here, it came here to assist us to become grand masters. And we, the sooner we get to that point, the easier our life is. Here, go ahead. I was just going to comment, sure. even the lie that it was taken away is a lie. But, yeah, but thank you. No, you know, I, I just, yeah. 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 Thank you. Uh, well, oh, thank hey, you, yeah. Kelly. This was a grand I, call. Oh, no, yeah, No, I what? know, I really, I really appreciate it. Anything that's else? The con well, I appreciate the control of your life because I think that's my anxiety is because I feel that, like, what if something bad happens that I, you know, well, I, I've just heard people like, you know, recently somebody in a car accident that I, mm -hmm. that I knew of in high school or, you know, and he has children. Like, why did that happen? You know, what if that were me driving or, well, you know, you know you're bringing up a really good point and, and uh, it's not that this is an opposing uh, thing. It's just a different way of looking at it. I feel until we really go into our feeling and and we've had these two points of view and they're both very valid for many many years yeah, where yeah. you're just a di like just dis dismiss it and 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 all that and that does work for a, a percentage of the people but i really feel until you go in there and really look at the feeling of that fear and say you know what i can survive even if i have that great fear overcoming me even if i get on that metro and the lights go out and all of a sudden it's frozen and i'm feeling this <gasps> this uh, pounding in my chest I'm going to I'm going to love it. I'm going to love that feeling and I'm going to become the master of the feeling and allow it to be there and realize that any panic attack only lasts th like a uh, 13 minutes or it's some qu quantifiable amount of time and I can breathe through it and uh, I can look at why this is going on and then you really you really take that disruption in your emotional body and release it and then it just never comes back up again. To me, if I'm battling with it and trying to uh, overcome it with saying, I'm going to have power over you, it will pursue you until you love it, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So there is a way to just feel the feeling and it completely goes away. I've, I have thousands of cases, examples where it really does and it stays permanently away. Oh, yeah. So. Um, it is all about ultimately gaining power over it, but it's through love and acceptance rather than uh, uh, 
you know, a seizing of some mm -hmm. sort. Mm -hmm. So anyway, well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I'm definitely going to check out one of those workshops that you have. Well, great. Yeah. It would be great to have you and Kelly, see Kelly, one more point, if this is possible. If, um, yeah, I think. Just the language codes involved uh, twice when she was describing this. She said, what if? I don't know if you're still, I assume you're still listening. Yes, I'm here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if is a word that takes a decision away from you, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And you knew what I meant till I said, if you know what I mean. So you watch the word if march into your brain and, and pull down that delicate wiring. So whenever we say, you know, what if that was me? What if this happens? What if, what if, what if? That's what I do constantly. Yes, well, stop that because mm -hmm. that's what's taking, that's what's um, frying this for you. It's not what if, it's what we decide. We don't understand that we decide. We don't know that. We decide everything that happens to be powerful, to have authority, to be the master in this situation, you decide. And now, if you decide and you are attached to a particular outcome, it fries. You have to decide without being attached to an outcome. Hmm. How do I do that? Well, okay, you, you say, well, bless it if it happens. You, you know, the thing I want to happen, bless it if it happens, bless it if it doesn't happen. Now, to be fair to it, you have to think about what would happen if it didn't happen. You're with me? Yeah. And, also, and you already know why it would be a blessing if it did happen. So bless it if it doesn't, bless it if it does. I decide this. I'm not attached to the decision. And then it can happen. Yeah, and that, that's a, the basic premise that I'm talking about, too. You have to be okay and really look at that fear of what would happen if it happens. And once you, you put yourself into that and experience it, then it's no longer this big thing that is so insurmountable and scary. And you really have to do that first before you can say, now I'm making the decisions. Because until then, you're really on the other side of the, of the wall mm -hmm. of your decision maker. And it, you have to walk through that in order to get to the other side. You have to go down mm -hmm. in order to go up. In a long, lot and of ways, but I know we're getting ready to do the ducks. Well. You do have to recognize oh, that's, everything. That's the whole well. point. That's yeah. the whole point. You have to love everything away. Whoa. Well, thank you. I'll well, wait thank for you. The doc. I'll let you okay. Know. Well, thank okay. you so much. Yes. Um, yeah. And that is loving it and all that. But we're going to do the duck, and then you can do your painting, painting after yeah. that. And then we'll do the. How about that? Sounds Does that good. sound good? Perfect. All right. Yes. Well, thank well you. Boy, we've had beautiful calls yeah, tonight. And we much. do love having calls uh -huh. because you are our third guest um, always. And we make ourselves available to offer whatever assistance we can. And it's good because you have two other points of view um, that. Sometimes more. Yeah, maybe five or six. Who knows? Okay. As we do bring in other points of view. Okay. Here come the duck. Do, 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 do. Da, da, da. And by the way, by if anybody would like to volunteer for the show. Yes, especially sound engineer. There's our beloved Rick who... Does everything. Does everything. Okay. Um, love is in the air. Inhale it deeply and exhale your song. Go on a, go on a personal journey of self-discovery. Plan a trip or shamanistic journey. Shamanic journey. Sounds good. Thanks, Thank Rick. Thank you, Rick. Now get over there behind camera two and three. 
<laughs> and four and five while you're at it. Put your Let's skates on. Stuff doing. <laughs> yeah, we were going to do, um, it's escaped already. We were going to do something. Oh, the painting, that's it. Okay, Rick's yeah. got to get back over there. <laughs> yeah, to put the painting on. I've been uh, painting really this whole lifetime, and it's something that just must happen. I don't know why, but. Piece of crystal? Yeah, it came off I during love that. one of the points that we were discussing there. But uh, have it if you want. I'm just looking. The, um, so I'm on the Fine Art America. Mary linked the uh, telepathic TV to Fine Art America so you could I just... I put you up on Fine Art America and then embedded it on telepathic TV. So if you go to our website, they can just click down your menu and hit art. Yeah. And they can go in and look at all of your paintings. Uh, which you can get... Um, and if you go over to copper and go down, you can look at some copper devices you have available mm -hmm. as well. Quite a few, yeah. And prints um, are available through Fine Art America, etc. And anyhow, so we were, um, I don't know if you were, were out, I personally, I just love to take a walk during, uh, when it's snowing. Me too. And I figured this out in Wisconsin that when the, um, oh look, it's snow on the screen. Oh, and there's snow on the screen. Um, in Wisconsin, I, I felt that my lungs were being washed when I walked through a blizzard. And then I realized that as the snowflake falls, it goes from solid ice, the snowflake, into vapor without passing through liquid. Uh, so the snowflake is designed to sublimate water into the air. If you breathe this water, uh, it's very, very cleansing. And then in writing this up, I, I came to realize that what I had never quite noticed was that as this piece of ice known as a snowflake uh, goes through the atmosphere, it sets up an electric charge of a yet undefined form of electricity. And that's that kind of, this crackle goes through me, it goes through you when you see that it's snowing out there. And that is the place at which um, uh, this, opens the door to understanding why snow is uh, such an important thing and why people raised where it snows really don't want to go where it never snows. <laughs> As I lived in the Caribbean for a while, I lived in California, you really don't want, to, you want it to snow once in a while, it's just necessary. Mm. And over the last few years, and we have our, our phone call. Hi caller, what's your name please? Hi, it's Victoria. Victoria. Hey. How are both of you doing? Oh, Great. Doing How are well. you? It's good to hear your voice. Yeah. Yeah, just working on my stuff, getting deeper and deeper. Um, I would like a reading, Mary, and I'm going to let go, but thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, good. thank you. Mm -hmm. okay. Appreciate you calling. It's yeah. always good to hear from you. Yeah, all of the calls are so wonderful. All right. So our first card is about integration. And, and, you know, you were talking about working on yourself and all that. And, and I do feel that we have these lifetimes where we create an environment and circumstances, talking about life lessons, where we are integrating the male-female part of us, the yin-yang, the internal-external and all that. And if you look at that, you're right in a nexus point here where a lot of things are integ integrating. And so if you look at the larger structure from other lifetimes, this is an, a very important time. And so that's why it may seem at times to be never-ending or overwhelming, you know, how, how we get when we're working through things, but that it's opening up real soon. And this card of existence can often come up to talk about 
um, starting your own business or working for yourself or becoming independent in some way. And I really feel like the healing path for you um, to, to do healing work and stuff is, is really expanding. And probably by August, it's going to be almost unrecognizable in a very good way because you really have reached a lot of milestones. And so, um, you know, it's kind of moving past and and that and the ripeness card says that now is the time go ahead and, and as decisions come up that now is the time even if it wasn't uh, you weren't ready for it before and that card can also represent maybe a time of learning uh, teaching and, and learning and growing in that way through the teaching and learning avenue mm -hmm. okay well thank you we do yes okay hi caller what's your name please uh, Barbara Barbara what hi, can Barbara. we do for you Hi, uh, I've enjoyed learning about, about uh, crystals in, in the life path. I'd appreciate a reading from Mary. Okay. And thank I'll take it off the air. Okay, thanks, Barbara. It's lovely to hear thank your you. voice. It's nice to hear your voice, too. Aww. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, the first card that we get is participation. And really, in life, many hands make light work. And sometimes when it feels like we don't have a participation in our life and, and like you're swimming upstream, I think we can all relate to that, especially if you live a conscious life. It can feel that way at times because you uh, aren't necessarily fitting in to the direction other fish are swimming in. What this is saying is that go ahead and dive into your life as if everyone supported you unconditionally and was always there for you. And it'll be amazing how that will transform. I think you are working with some old beliefs maybe that you brought through in this life that made it hard to see it that way. The master, uh, if you watch the show a lot, you know that this is a rarity for the master card <laughs> to show up, and that is Osho, and this is based on a, uh, the Zen philosophy. And what uh, Osho uh, talks about in Buddhism in general is that we're not really aspiring to God, we're aspiring to become God um, in our own uh, consciousness and few people really walk the road of the examined life and the, the life that takes them inward for them to really see and it involves loving yourself and I think that that's part of um, what, you, what you came here to do. And so the third card, and I know we're a lower on time here, is to say it's better to give up control so that you may find your power. And when we feel powerless, we're, we're seeking to control this and keep that out and try to keep this thing in. It's saying just take your hands off and let magic start unfolding. So thank you. Yeah, this show in particular had a lot to do with uh, mm -hmm. exploring well, your life's path. Yes, and I wanted and to add, I, go okay. ahead. I wasn't quite done, but go ahead. Oh, well, I didn't mean to interrupt. I thought that was... Why don't you go ahead, because we only got one minute, and then I can finish up. Okay, Alzheimer's is where you review everything mm -hmm. that happened in your life, and that's people that have to have that review before they disincarnate yeah. in order to figure out what the life's lesson was in order to not have to repeat another life based on uh, getting that lesson again. Yes, I, I, I agree. I, I figured that out with my parents because uh, if people that are afraid to die will often do that. Okay, so we're down to our last minute. I just would like to remind everyone I'm doing an EFT for decluttering, and it's not just, oh, let me help clean out the closet. We hold on to things because we hold on to things, and it's a representation of things we're holding on inside, and I give lots of tips of um, and the sharing of everyone. It, it really helps everyone. And we also, um, 
I was going to do EFT training, but I'm not sure that that's on, and psychic development later on, and you have the Arcturian meditation and Markaba, and it's all on our website. Yeah, and we're going to be at Ruby Tuesdays shortly, so show up. You're not doing anything. Tell it if there's a blizzard outside. Is our Joey an honor to take you to the door? Interesting. An ice yeah. blizzard? Yes, an ice blizzard. Mm -hmm. Besides, getting out in that is fun. That's why I did that particular painting. It's fun to go out in uh, sub-zero weather with snowflakes coming at you at a thousand miles an hour. It is. It's invigorating. It brings it's also life fun into to be in the warm house by the fire. <laughs>